In 2006, I heard a quote that changed my life, and I've thought about it frequently ever since then. The quote is, If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. And that's from the Gospel of Thomas, which is actually a book in the Bible, but it was taken out and it wasn't even translated until 1977, making this a very interesting example of the Pluto energy. What is that? Well, let's talk about it in today's episode. My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. I've been studying astrology pretty much my whole life and Vedic astrology in depth since 2011. I find it to be incredibly helpful, one of the most valuable skills to understand myself, to understand others. And in this podcast, I'll share what I've learned, how to interpret charts, and how you can go from understanding your chart to improving your health, your relationships, your career. All aspects of your life are covered and acknowledged and addressed through Vedic astrology. I'll also show you meditations and yoga practices and things that you can do to support the most positive expression of these qualities in your life and avoid and work around the challenges and possible negative expressions of these planetary energies. If you like this podcast, you can support it by becoming a monthly supporter at as low as 99 cents a month up to 9.99 a month. Click the link in the episode description to do that or visit quietmind.yoga slash astrology where you can learn more about Vedic astrology and download the free workbook, The Essential Astrology Keywords to Quickly Read a Birth Chart. So you'll want that so you can look at your own rising sign, sun sign, and moon sign and see how that would play out in different signs and what signs you have and understand how to read charts for other people. Again, you can get that at quietmind.yoga slash astrology or check out the show notes. All right, thank you for listening and enjoy today's podcast. So Pluto was discovered in 1930, and it gets its name from the Roman god of the underworld. Interesting stuff, and again, very much in alignment with what Pluto represents. But a fun little fact, it got the name from a girl in England, an 11-year-old schoolgirl in England who submitted the name and thought it would be cool. There was thousands of people submitting names at the time in 1930 wanting to name this new planet. And they went with Pluto, the god of the underworld. Very interesting, right? So it's all about Pluto represents all of these hidden, mysterious, dark things within us. And what was happening around that time in 1930? Well, there was the Great Depression. There was the World War. And there was these big developments in psychology and huge developments, really. I mean, like now at this point... These psychological terms and thoughts about like I, the ego, the id, the superego, things like that are just kind of infused in Western culture at this point, but they were not used at all before the 1930s. And Sigmund Freud and uh, Carl Jung, who popularized these concepts and did a lot of work with the shadow and the hidden forces that drive us and motivate us and the things that can unconsciously derail us, as I mentioned in that quote in the beginning. This is a very, very powerful force within us, and Pluto represents that. It shows us where we have that work to do in our chart. So where you see wherever Pluto is placed in your chart, you have this immense power of the underworld, this deep 
power underneath. You think of like plants and trees who have an incredibly deep and intricate root system that you don't see. But if they didn't have that, they wouldn't be able to grow big and strong and sustain strong winds and nature and the elements and things like that because they need that root system to be strong. And we need that internal root system as well. And a lot of times it can, there's like shame around it. There's our culture sort of represses and denies and hides different parts that we don't want to look at. Right, so this is what the ego is all about. Anything that we hide, repress, or deny becomes exaggerated in others, and then we project it onto them. And this is all coming from Carl Jung's work, which I've studied immensely, and it's been a huge influence and inspiration to me. And it's a really powerful way to understand this Plutonian energy. Whatever is hidden, repressed, and denied in yourself will be exaggerated and projected onto others. And you'll call them names and you'll reject them and violently, aggressively uh, shun them, ostracize them, uh, blame them, criticize them. But it's all parts of yourself. And I've done this many times in the past. I mean, it's just part of being human. It's it's something that we have to work through as humans and thank God for this transformation in consciousness that happened in the 1930s to be where we are now, where we can be aware of these patterns and know them and, and start to work with them. Because if they don't, if we aren't aware of them, they just unconsciously drive us to destruction and violence and uh, separation. And I think this is a big part of why throughout history there's been, like war has been the dominant theme of history up until really this point where now there is definitely still war, there's definitely still hostility and fighting and conflict, and we have everyone connected on the internet at the same time. As I mentioned last week in the uh, Neptune episode, we've made these huge transformations in consciousness and oneness where we can all be deeply interconnected at all times, and we've got some work to do. I mean, you could say that things have gotten worse, but I think that things have just gotten more visible. It's like now we all have smartphones and cameras in our pockets so we can record and see what's happening. What's the real human condition? What's happening in uh, small towns and small cities that weren't getting televised in the past 50 years of television? Now everybody, almost everybody, has access to these devices and ways to share this information immediately. So we can see where there are still wounds, what needs to be healed societally, culturally, and personally. And that's really where we can create the most transformation and change, at least in my opinion, and what I've seen is we want to change the culture and society. We've got to change internally in ourselves. And this Pluto transit, Pluto takes a long time, over 200 years to go through all the signs. So we got to see a Neptune transit in consciousness from when we first discovered it to it being a full revolution around the sun. We haven't had that experience with Pluto yet, and really we're only about 80, 90 years into it, uh, this 200-year cycle of what I think is a is an awareness, a transformation about the ego, the consciousness, and how we relate to each other because of how we relate to ourselves. So I think we're still just about a third of the way through this process of more people doing therapy, more people being self-aware, things like meditation and yoga entering the public consciousness where people are aware of their own projections and feelings and how that creates their reality and how if I'm in a bad mood and judging myself and criticizing myself, I'm very likely to become that way with other people and become judgmental and critical of others and even harmful to others. 
on the contrary if i become if i heal myself as i've there's a great prison documentary that i love where the basic basic conclusion that the guy comes to is hurt people hurt people and healed people heal people and he goes through a meditation program in the prison and becomes a meditation teacher and wants to share this process and this transformation with others and i think we're in that process right now of us becoming aware of where the wounds are where there needs to be healing and the healing starting to happen and obviously of course there are there are exceptions to this and there there's places where the healing is not happening in obvious and any sort of obvious transformative rate uh, but again, we cannot control everything. We can't control all of those other people. We can only control ourselves. And if we look at those people and have judgment or shaming or blame or criticism of them, that's we're pointing a finger. And as always, if we're pointing a finger, there's three pointing back at us. If I'm pointing a finger, there's three pointing back at me. So I've got to be aware of what, are, what am I judging here? What am I criticizing? Is it, uh, you know, am I saying that they're unconscious or they're immature or they're irresponsible? Is there some part of me that is immature or irresponsible, right? I'm almost, almost every, every single time, not almost every single time I've done this work. It's true. There's some part of me that I've hidden, repressed or denied and exaggerated in other people and projected onto them because it's uncomfortable to look at the shadow. It's hard to look at the underworld and the depth and the darkness within ourselves. But that's where the real healing and transformation happens. And that's where the global transformation begins to happen. So again, the, these Pluto energies, it's all about transformation, evolution. And it's very similar to the other outer planets because of these long cycles, but it's a much more personal transformation. So it's doing the work of ego death and ego rebirth and Pluto's all about death and rebirth just like the lord of the underworld uh pluto where it gets its name but it can be about destruction transformation in the hindu mythology this is kali the god of destruction and death and transformation and pluto can represent these things as well and when it's positively creatively expressed we can have personal transformation and rebirth and we can be one way for a long part of our lives and we can be a completely different way afterwards this is what every movie is about in general there's tragedies where the character doesn't change and it gets worse that's also an expression of pluto uh, but in general movies are about this this positive transformation and rebirth where they get, where you go from one state and by the end of the movie the character is in a different state and they've reborn and transformed and changed in some way and Pluto's all about this transformation and about evolving and regenerating and, and having a courage to face the darkness and to step into the shadows and meet what's there and work through it. This could be expressing negative emotions. This could be expressing uh, harmful thoughts and having a safe space to do that. I think that's so important in the dialogue that we have as a society, but it really starts personally of having a place to talk about your negative feelings, your, your judgments, your anxieties, your fears, the things that you think nobody wants to hear or that you could never say. Uh, find some place to share those things. Because if you don't, what you do not bring forth within you will destroy you. What you do bring forth can save you. So if you bring these things forth, it's all uh, material. It's all grist for the mill, as you might say. And if you don't, this destructive expression of 
Pluto can bring about violence and destruction and death. And at a lesser level, it can make you suspicious and afraid and paranoid of, the, of what other people are doing and manipulating and, and transforming and, and creating changes that you don't want. Uh, but you've got to just be an active participant. You've got to decide that you want to transform and change and stop pointing the finger at others and look at the three fingers that are pointing back at you to see what you can transform and the external world will respond in kind. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer and firm, I've had many firm, clear experiences that that is true. If I have a certain intention and belief system and uh, way of looking at the world, I, that becomes mirrored back at me. That's what I end up seeing and what ends up becoming validated by my choices and the situations I end up in. That can be positive or negative or neutral. It's not wishful thinking. It's not sticking my head in the sand. It's the most pure reality I can think of. I'll give you an example of a, this is a personal one where I, I was afraid of getting robbed for a few years and I was paranoid about it constantly. And this is like a negative expression of that Plutonian energy. Internally, I was afraid and scared and constantly worried and I'd leave my room and just imagine it all being stolen. And I do not recommend trying this. Uh, I experimented and tried this, and you don't have to. Uh, unconsciously, I, I did this. I, I would constantly imagine it empty and stolen, and and every day I would turn off the lights and imagine it gone. And after about two months of that, two or three months of that, I came home one day, and it actually was all gone. And my uh, visioning came true. And that self-destructive bent actually expressed itself. And there was a part of me that wanted that to happen. I mean, a big part, really. I just, I kept imagining it and thinking about it and constantly ruminating on it. And is that really in my control? You could say it's not, but I, if I'm always thinking about it, I'm probably going to start behaving in a way that's going to help make it happen. And that's what I believe I did. And after that, I was became very careful about what I set my mind to and what I envisioned and what I thought about when I left my room at the end of the day. And thankfully, I have not thought like that since then. And I just, it's very difficult, but I chose to just drop that belief and just drop that thought and stop fearing that I'd be robbed and stop worrying about these things and choose different beliefs. And you could argue, well, I only choose positive beliefs and I'm a good person. Why do bad, why would bad things happen to me? Well, I would suggest that, that you are resilient and that bad things could happen and you still survived in some way and you still work through it and learn from it in some way. And I would ask you, is there some part of you that wanted it to happen? And many times, almost every time when I've gone through this process with other people in coaching and counseling and myself, there is some part of some part of you that was unconscious in there and driving and saying that that is what you wanted because again these things are unconscious the shadow is hidden repressed and denied it's not at the forefront it's not the thing that you present to the world it's not the thing that you think that you want it's what's actually underneath the deeper root system that's driving you and that's where you've got to do the real work it's not just thinking positive thoughts or saying affirmations you've got to get into the roots and pull out the weeds and address the work there in the unconscious beliefs and that's what pluto is all about so if you want to understand more about your pluto where it is how it might be affecting you you can go to quietmind.yoga and check out how to do an astrology reading become a supporter of this podcast for as little as 99 cents a month 
can click the link in the show notes to do that. In the next episode, I'll be giving you a summary of all of the celestial bodies and the planets. So it's another word for planets and how to use them in general and anything I may have missed over the past several episodes. And then I'll start talking about what's next for this podcast and a fun series coming up after that. All right. Thanks for listening.